0: This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis
2: on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Are you at a point where you'll be disappointed if he's not traded, it sounds like? I mean, he is the the greatest national maybe ever when it's all (laughs) said and done and and you get another half season at least of this Hall of Fame talent.
0: So... Getting a half season of him, if that then means he shipped off in the wintertime, doesn't help me. Like, I I want Juan Soto to benefit this organization the most. The way that I'd be most excited about is if he's retained somehow, against all odds. This this seems to be an option we're not even considering anymore because I think the ship is more or less sailed.
2: But but that's the new owner coming in and just putting their cape on and flying around like Superman or Superwoman. And and they give the 15-year, $600 million contract something insane.
0: I would love that. I would, that's my first choice. I think that'd be most fun. I think you just sort of figure out the rest later as you go, right? Just you get that one right, and then you can just sort of figure out, you know, your your other pieces. And you've got to be really effective and draft and develop a way a heck of a lot better than you have over the last ten years. But whatever, I'd, I'd like to see Juan Soto here, full bred Hall of Famer, Washington Nationals organization, start to finish, statue out front. You know, I want to take my grandkids to to Nats Park, hopefully after it's been renovated a couple times, and I want to walk by and say that's the one of the greatest players that's ever played this game, and there's his statue, and it's him doing the, doing the Soto Shuffle right here, right? That's what I want. Won me a World Series when he was still a teenager. I love this guy. But if I work back from the That Can't Happen club, I want the maximum return, and that's now. That's, that's 24 hours from right now, basically, as you're listening to this podcast. That means... To a degree, I'll be disappointed, but again, I'm, it, it's sort of tiered and delayed disappointment. Like if he's re-signed this winter because a new ownership group comes in and it's funny money, great. I'll, I won't be disappointed at all. I, I will sort of, re, I'll have my disappointment waiting in reserve, the auxiliary disappointment tank. Right? If he's not traded, then we get less over the winter, or we go into next spring training with him on the roster and kind of do this dance again at the trade deadline after a few months. I need this either to be maximum return or sign long term. Right?
2: So, so here's my way of making this make sense, and I think it's a, a similar way of, of saying what you just did. Soto for a half season versus one of the packages that is being rumored they could get back, right? Give me the package they could get back, and I'm just going to pick one. I'll say uh, Jordan Walker and uh, Nolan Gorman, which if they could get both those guys would be awesome. And then um, go with like Zach Thompson and Tink Hence. And, you know, one other player in the Cardinals is Mason Wynn or something. Those five guys, I'll take over a half year of Soto and then trading him this offseason. Those five guys, I would take over a year of Soto and then trading him at next deadline. Those five guys, I would take over two and a half years of Soto and letting him walk in free agency plus draft pick compensation. I would take Soto, re-sign for the long haul without an opt-out, at least for the first handful of years, over those five guys, right? That makes sense? Yes. So give me the the package back from the Dodgers, from the Padres, from the Cardinals, over Soto at a half year, Soto at a full year to next deadline, or even Soto at two and a half more years. Because I think that the team has the best chance of being really good faster with this trade than just keeping Juan Soto. Now I think Soto here with a, an owner who spends right away aggressively, comes in this offseason, makes a splash, Two good off-seasons of spending from now. Soto goes into his final year, and I think you could be a playoff team. That's a lot of ifs. But I know you could be a playoff team with a couple of good off-seasons, all those pieces I'm talking about, and then hitting on Cavalli, and maybe Henry's helping in the rotation, and maybe by then Brady House is graduating, and Elijah Green's knocking on the door. I mean, there's a couple of different paths you can walk here. So that's where I'm on it. But I just I don't see... Soto resigning, as I've said over and over again, I'm a broken record on this for for a long time. So if that is the case, then I'll, I'll go get the package of players and I'll feel pretty good about that. Last question on Soto. Right now, it's being said you can't trade him at ninety cents on the dollar. All right, so track with me for a second. Yep, Rizzo can't trade him for anything less than he wants because you've got the leverage of two and a half more years. But the way I've been thinking about this is. If you wait until the offseason, okay, you'll get 100 cents on the dollar. You understand what I'm saying? You wait till the offseason, and you get what you want back for him. That 100 cents on the dollar this offseason is still less money than 92 cents on the dollar now. Does this make sense? It does. In other words,
0: less less than perfect now is still better than perfect. The best value later.
2: So I just think this is an interesting conversation I haven't heard people have. I just keep hearing everyone say, well, you can't trade him unless you're getting the return that you want. You can't possibly trade him now and not get a great deal or whatever. I think the next couple of months of Juan Soto this year are the most irrelevant couple of months he'll play here. It's a terrible team. They're going to be the worst team in baseball. Frankly, the worse they are the rest of the way, the better for them in terms of moving forward. So just having Soto for two more months if you trade him this off season, even if you get 102 cents on the dollar this off season, I still think it's worse than the 90 cents on the dollar you'll get now. It, it turns into like 87 cents on his current dollar, let's say. So I guess my point is I, there there is this conversation that like well you, you just can't trade him unless you get five great players or whatever you're looking for. and, and my point is, should that be how we're viewing it or should we view it as even if they do trade them, if their $1, let's say, is six legit major league controllable or top minor league talents, mm-hmm. and they can't get that, they get four or five in a five-player deal, and it, and we say, oh, that's $0.85 cents on the dollar for Soto. Well, if it's more than the $0.80 cents they're going to get this offseason when they get 100% on what the dollar is worth at that time, which is going to be less, well, isn't that still better? More is better. I haven't heard anyone talking about it that way.
0: Yeah, and and it's it's important to quantify it that way. And I know this is all very confusing. If, yeah, if I don't
2: even know if that made sense. It
0: it does to me. I get exactly what you mean. So l- let me put let me put actual dollars amount on it just to just to make it super simple. If ninety percent of what you want right now is ten bucks, okay, so you'd you'd like twelve. This it
2: feels like it's getting more confusing.
0: You right now you can Daris, get ten bucks. Is this making any sense? Later, one hundred percent of value is only nine bucks. I want the ten bucks instead of nine. If I can only get a percentage of what I want now, it's still greater than 100% later.
2: Okay, that made sense to me. Yeah, so I get but it. But I, I knew where we're coming from because I, I, I started it. Darius, what about you? You're, I think this is
0: very intuitive. So if you have four cents now, okay. <laughs> this is just reminding me that I never passed college math. That's all. I leave it at that. It's a great okay. word <laughs> problem. So there are two trains. One is leaving a city at exactly. 70 miles an hour. Exactly. The other has two stops, and Timmy can't sit next to Susie. No.
1: Our-
2: Are we ready to say our goodbyes to Josh Bell? I mean what a great Nat he's yeah. been. I'm a big Josh Bell guy. Love JB. It's gonna be tough seeing him go.
0: What a what a great signing. What a great trade. Again, it's another win. We we our our eye line on Josh Bell was frankly, has been tainted because of the first impression. Now, he was down in spring training last year destroying the ball. I mean, hitting as good as he ever has. Got off to that terrible start with COVID for six, seven weeks. So that first impression kind of left a lot of people sort of not really appreciating how good this guy's been since he's since he's, really since then. Once he kind of got his sea legs underneath him again, he's one of the better hitters in baseball. Among the National League leaders and batting average and had a, a beautiful opposite field home run off a of breaking ball uh, the other day to put the Nats up in their lone win over the last six months. Numbers approximately but he's been sensational great dude Just uh, here's what I hope I hope they trade him and then I hope this winter they go back and and get in the Josh Bell business again
2: yeah it'd be nice to he's represented by Boris he'll be a free agent they could give him a contract and bring him back possibly my guess is there's going to be suitors he's a Texas guy so we'll see what he wants to do at age 29 with a family that's starting to grow but uh, 302 average his strikeout rate is stunningly low this year Mm -hmm. I couldn't I looked it up the other day and I was just blown away I'm pretty sure he's got a better strikeout rate than Juan Soto's. That can't be right, right? It's. I think that I saw it might not be a better rate because of the games played or whatever, but I'm pretty sure his strikeout totals, like I was just, it was stunning. I Yeah, 60Ks and
0: 371 at-bats.
2: That's a show, man. Look this up there. See if he's got a better strikeout rate than uh, Soto's. Well, I can year. tell
0: you, uh, 60, 60Ks and 371 at-bats for Bell. Uh, Soto, Soto's 62 Ks and 341 at-bats. So he does. So he does.
2: Like, think about how crazy that is. Think about the beginning of last year. He couldn't make contact. Just swinging and missing. He's got his big 6'4". He's got the long s- swing, and he, he's got some holes. But not right now. I mean, he he's just had a really, really good year. Uh, I hope they get a good player back for him. I was thinking about this, too, Danny. I'm not sure that there's anyone else. This will sound kind of mean. That I'm gonna really miss necessarily, or that like Josh Bell, it's gonna be hard to to know. All right, you chose to move on from him. I don't know what it says about this team, but well, I, maybe I do know what it says about this. Team. I think
0: it's I think that speaks volumes. By the way, it's such a good point because you're 100 percent right.
2: There's like no one else they could trade where I'll feel any type of way.
0: If Soto gets traded, I will. You know, we'll play Sarah McLaughlin and yeah. and we'll, we'll Titanic. The ship's going well. Going away. You. If you know Josh Bell gets traded, it's gonna be fairly well. I'm pulling will for that guy. You know what I mean? Remember
2: me. You keep going. I'm gonna keep talking. I don't remember that anymore. Can you give me the next verse?
0: Something, I... something will remember something, me too. And remembering, we, we got it. That might right be the not.
2: podcast, if our emergency podcast. <laughs> He gets traded, he's just screaming with our hands over our heads, Just Sarah McLaughlin. and then just play Sarah McLaughlin for an hour.
0: So, Bell's the only other guy that I'll have a feeling for, honestly. And that's a note, some of it's no disrespect to relievers that have been here for seven minutes. Like, Carl Edwards, good story, but, you know, please return me a prospect that, that makes the major leagues at some point. But, I, I won't miss Victor Robles if he gets moved. I won't miss, you know, uh, Cesar Hernandez if he gets moved or or nearly anybody else on the roster, honestly. It's those two guys. Obviously, Soto's in the class by himself. We've been talking about that ad nauseum. But Josh Bell... Excellent dude, really good find. This is a yet another trade win, I would say, for, for Mike Rizzo and company. All it did was work out. Now, the team crumbled around win. him. Are you yeah. kidding me? The team crumbled around him, but, you know, I will miss Josh Bell, and I'll root for him wherever he goes.
2: Yeah, that trade was a massive win. Not even close. I mean, that was a slam dunk. Uh, yeah, there, there's just, you know, maybe C.J. Edwards. I guess we're doing Carl Edwards Jr. now. Carl Edwards Jr. is that? I know he's a race car driver. Isn't that also a burger place?
0: Carl's Jr. is.
2: So, it's like it's like Hardy's no best Edwards? friend. No, it's not Carl Edwards.
0: No, Edwards has nothing to do with Carl's Jr.
2: But Carl, so he, it, Carl's Jr. is a, a base is a is a baseball player and a burger place. Carl Edwards Jr. is Carl Edwards is a stock car driver who does backflips when he wins.
0: Carl Edwards Jr. pitches for the Nationals. Right? Carl Edwards is a, a is, a, is a race car guy, and then Carl's Jr. is a burger joint. I think that's pretty clear.
2: I would trade Cichik. I would trade Edwards. I would trade Finnegan, who I like and who's good. Uh, you can't trade Rainey because he's hurt. I mean, your boy is having a fire sale. Yeah. Is it bolted down? Then then it's basically for me, it's Ruiz and it's Jojo and anyone in the system.
0: Ruiz Gray and Garcia for me are my three.
2: I guess Luis Garcia too would, would be on the can't miss. You know, but, but again, I don't think he's like to me he's he's a good major league second baseman ideally moving mm-hmm. forward. If someone wanted him in a package and I got some crazy stuff back, like, I don't hate that. But, yeah, in general, you could put him in that. We got three young, controllable major leaguers in D.C. that look like they're going to be part of this thing when they're good again.
0: Yeah. Luis Garcia, everyday major league baseball player, I think could hit, you know, 280 to 290 with 15 to 20 homers at
2: second base. Definitely play shortstop. Would they move Uh, Hernandez? Because that's somebody that we haven't talked about at all uh, moving. Would Would they move him? I'm sure they would love to you got to find a taker.
0: Yeah, what's in demand right now is guys hitting in the 240s with no power. Like, that's that's what people want on the trade market. Oh, my God, hit one home run. One time with the wind. Hit it off the foul pole. Inside the park, maybe a little bloop that someone dives for and you run all the way around the bases Little League style. Zero, zero, sorry, back to you guys.
2: How many home runs does he have? Zero. Oh, zero. The
0: right. same as me. I'm so gross. I hit I hit a ball yesterday in softball that didn't get over the fence. It, it, I thought I crushed it. It carried, hit the fence. I'm as close to having a home run in softball as Cesar Hernandez.
2: How did he hit 20 last year?
0: I don't know. Like, I don't know.
2: One of those two things makes sense. He hit 20 last year. He's hitting zero now. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but we'll work it out. It's like a Juan Pierre thing where maybe he's never homered before. You can't hit 20 last year and zero this year. I, I don't get that. But here's how it could work, Darius. He, I believe, has like the fewest errors at second base among everyday players this year. If you need a defense for a second baseman, like let's just say you have an awful infield situation, you need a guy who can play multiple positions. They traded as Drupal Cabrera at one point. Yes, time. they did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm always stunned. I go back last year to, at the deadline, someone came into our studio and we were live on the air during a commercial break four minutes after the deadline, and said they traded John Lester.
0: And we thought we were being pranked. We thought this is a prank show, this is a weird thing for the website that we don't get the bit, it's uncomfortable.
2: Like, that's a little bit weirder than if they were to trade Anibal Sanchez right now. Can you imagine a team saying, we'll give you this for Anibal Sanchez? Uh, They did make one trade, and we told people we would discuss it, so let's do that, very, very minor. A. Ray Adrianza, gone. Now, this was his first season in Washington. He got hurt at the beginning of the year, was in AAA, actually hit pretty well in the minors before getting called up, and he hasn't really hit at the big league level. He's 32 years old. He's got a 179 average with seven runs batted in and 31 games for the Nats this season. They're trading him to Atlanta, which is the big league team he played for before coming to Washington. In fact, he had some success in Atlanta, so they're going to try to recapture that. And the Nats are getting a 26-year-old, who was ranked by MLB pipeline in the top 30 for the Braves, their number 29 prospect uh back in the deal, Trey Harris. Harris is hitting 238 with a couple home runs, 16 RBI, and four stolen bases in 59 games at AA Mississippi this year. So here's my general feelings on the trade. Anytime I can trade a 30 plus year old for a 26 year old, and I'm the Nats right now, I'm gonna do that, number one. Number two, anytime I can trade a 30-plus-year-old who is not going to be on my team next year probably, for someone who's a top-30 prospect in the Atlanta system, I'm going to do it. Take the guys the Braves are developing. Like This is a success story for them. They drafted this guy in the 32nd round in 2018. They paid him $10,000, and he's now a top-30 prospect in their minor league system. Pretty amazing. So just go to the Dodgers and the the Cardinals and the Braves and the Rays and see if they'll give you any of their guys that— Aren't going to mean a whole lot to them because they got ten guys in front yeah, of them. give
0: me a dude that's blocked. The guy. exactly. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in. I'm throwing a dart here, and, and there are certain guys that you know, even after development, who've, who've come a long way, as as Harris has uh, from a really good senior season at Missouri, I believe, where you go. Maybe a change of scenery. Maybe get a chance to play at higher levels every day and see what happens. You know, I, I, this is very much worth it to me. This is not exactly Lane Thomas, but it's it's that kind of a deal, right? Where, he, you know, Thomas was a fourth outfielder on a team that was pretty competitive. Chance to play more often here in Washington and has, and has you know, held his own. Looks like he belongs in the major leagues. Maybe you'll find something like that here down the line with Harris.
2: Harris actually was on his way, it looked like, to become an, a decent little prospect before the pandemic. He hit 302 in his pro debut in 18, and then he hit 325 with some power. Had a nearly a 900 OPS in 2019. Got to AA that year and hit 280 after killing it in A plus ball. Then the pandemic happened It just hasn't been the same since. 250 last year, 238 this year. Um, so you see if you catch lightning in a bottle here. Um, but he did it once hit 14 homers in a year. We have seen him steal close to double digit bags. His best tool is probably his uh, his speed as an outfielder. But um, you know, minor deal doesn't mean a whole lot. But for a system that doesn't have a ton, I'll tell you this. He ranks 29th in Atlanta system. He'll rank a lot higher than that in Washington <laughs> system. I'm, I can say that confidently. So I'm fine with a deal like that. Uh, anything else we need to hit on before we get out of here? And we should remind people that if something does happen, We'll do an emergency pod. Frankly, we should. We'll, we'll do something after the deadline, one way or the other, that we'll post. Uh, ideally, first thing on Wednesday for you.
0: Yeah. So if something doesn't happen, that's reviewable. If something does happen, certainly that that will call for a podcast. We'll review the trade deadline as it is later on this week. But uh, I, I think we've pretty much covered it for today. It's we're, we're all on Soto watch. I mean, again, it's I'm. I'm running around without any real clues to what's going on. Wherever the latest thing I read is kind of what I believe at the most or, or at the time. So this whole thing has been so confusing. It's honestly been, been emotional. You know, just every time another guy is gone, and it's a reminder as we record this today on Monday, Max Scherzer, you know, that Max Scherzer is going to pitch against the Nationals at Nationals Park. It's a reminder of how truly long ago 2019 was. Just with who's left, who remains, the state of the organization, how far they've fallen, the fact that they're about to be sold, so many things are swirling around that have nothing to do with that run of ninety-plus win seasons that we saw culminating in a World Championship in twenty nineteen. It's just these, you know, these kind of little occasional slaps in the face to remind you that this
2: ain't then. No, it is not. I will enjoy being at the ballpark on this homestand against the Mets. Try to see Max pitch. We get the pleasure, by the way, of a return of Jacob Degrom as well. He picked us, which is always was not that far. neat. That's great. Isn't that kind of him? Nothing like seeing Jacob DeGrom in your home ballpark, shoving it in his return, which I'm sure is going to
1: happen. And we'll be at the ballpark on Wednesday, so Bustin' Loose Baseball fans, come by and say hi pregame if you're going to be there at the ballpark on Wednesday.
2: Oh, that's right. A little 405 first pitch. Oh, it's yeah, right. little day piece. Yep. How about I, us? I dig that.